Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. This is sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. This is sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, and I'll rock with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys. We have intense, entertaining, educated, and enlightened sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping? Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in this late edition of the stream. Much love to the fam. Won't hold you guys for very long on this Monday stream as we get ready uh, to carry on in. So shout out to the fam. Thank y'all. Hope y'all had a fantastic and productive weekend. As we move into the new week, hope you have a lot of great things shaking in the new week. This one right here speaks to the NFL, the Saints NFL power rankings. We covered some of this 
on the previous stream, but I just thought it was good to kind of go over the some of the rankings and how they have it situated, man, dealing with the Saints. Here's a little audio from what they believe will happen in the upcoming rankings. Here we go. You're on offense and increased pressure on the defense to perform at a high level. 18, New Orleans Saints. In light of the uncertainty surrounding Alvin Kamara and his legal issues, the Saints made a strategic move by selecting TCU running back Kendra Miller in the third round to bolster their running game, providing agility, vision, and a youthful jolt to a team that ranked in the bottom half of the league in yards per carry last season. 17, New England. All right, so that's, uh, they said that the Saints are going to be ranked 18, the Patriots are going to be 17. And I just think, uh, and I know why this is going on. This is happening, you know, because a lot of people simply do not believe in Dennis Allen and what he's doing. And uh, and, and to many reasons, uh, you know, to be fair with you, Dennis Allen hadn't really give, given us anything to believe in. You know, so the Saints are, um, we just diehards and we want the most positive effect for the team moving forward. We want the best possible outcome. And I think that's why the team is being ranked down on and considered like a 18th ranked team and the Patriots are considered a better team than the Saints. They're better coached than the Saints. But in terms of talent, one could argue that. Anyway, this is what the ranking system look like of uh, that they're going off. And this is an NFL.com ranking. They got Arizona at number 32. As you can see, 31 is the Houston Texans. 30 is the Washington Commanders. Tampa Bay is 29th. I don't know how they that high. Uh, the Colts are 28th. They should be a little lower, too. The Broncos are considered 27th in the ranking, despite the addition of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. They have a lot of stuff going on. All they needed was a better uh, offensive system to work with Russell Wilson. and um, You'll see a big difference in them, but they rank way too low. The Chicago Bears sitting at 26. A lot of people <clears throat> quite yet don't believe in them. Carolina's at 25 with that young quarterback there. Tennessee is ranked 24th. The 27th ranked 23rd team is Atlanta. As you can see right here, as we you know kind of go over some of our foes, just read some of their stuff. Carolina, they're saying at 25, Panthers finally got their man after several years in QB wilderness that featured multiple multiple highly publicized swings and misses. Carolina got the fresh start it wanted with Bryce Young. Concerns about his size and durability of the Alabama star are not to be dismissed, but there are plenty of reasons to believe Carolina just imported a franchise shifting player at the game's most important position with the number one overall pick. Young won't be able to do it alone. Of course, the Panthers hope they can feel the hole left by DJ Moore sent to Chicago in the trade that ultimately allowed them to land Young with Ole Miss wide out Jonathan Mingo selected with the eighth pick of the second round. If Young can make quick strides as a rookie, there's no reason why the Panthers can't contend in a wide open NFC South. Is it really that wide open? A lot of people see it as a three-team race in the South between the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. It most certainly would be interesting. 24th is Tennessee, and then there's Atlanta at 23rd, and they said, let's start positive. You think about Bijan Robinson is an enormous talent with the ability to become an immediate superstar in 23 Problem is, anything less than instant greatness will make you wonder if the Falcons made the wrong decision with the eighth overall pick. Atlanta already has a young, uh, excellent young backfield presence in the thousand-yard rusher Tyler Algieri. And while Falcons coach Arthur Smith contended 
on Thursday night that Robinson is a lot more than a running back. The University of Texas star is not an elite edge rusher, franchise quarterback, or starting caliber player at receiver, cornerback. All bigger needs for Atlanta entering. And this is right here, as they say, entering the draft. So let's see how it plays out. So, you know, they mentioned him as 23rd there, you know, going into the season. Then you take a look at the rest of the teams. The Raiders are ranked higher at 22nd, 21 is the Browns. The Rams are 20th. The Pack is 19th. The Saints are 18th. And you just went over the breakdown talking about Elvin Kamara and the addition of Kendra Miller along with Jamal Williams. And the previous rank for the Saints was 22. All the Saints right here, are they ranked a little bit too low for you guys? Comment in, let me know in the, in the chat what you guys think about this 18 ranking is it fair a lot of people see the saints as middle of the pack and i guess a lot of pressure is not on the saints to show anything from a league-wide perspective of course the family base wants the saints a lot of pressures on dennis allen uh to right the wrongs of uh for the previous year when they went backwards and to finish off the list the patriots are 17th ranked minnesota 16th Pittsburgh is 15th ranked on this list. Boy, they got them higher. The Giants sit up there at 14, Chargers at 13, uh, 12th is Seattle. Can they redo what they did? The Detroit Lions are at 11. Dolphins are a top 10 team in the ranking. The Jets are number nine. Jacksonville at eight. Baltimore at seven. Six is Dallas. A lot of Dallas people would be happy to hear that. San Francisco sits at five, four is Buffalo, three is Cincinnati, and Eagles, and then Kansas City sit on top of that thing. So Saints are pretty much sitting at 18th, and I think they're better than several of these teams, but this is only on paper. The Saints have an experienced offense, depending on what Derek Carr, and from a historical standpoint, he's picked up multiple systems offensive-wise, during his time with the Raiders, when they would just fire these coordinators, he would pick up these systems and have good success. So if that is definitely the acclimation process, a very fast acclimation process into a wide open Saints QB friendly system should help him really take it to the next level in terms of using the weapons the Saints currently have on the team. So are they discounting the Saints? Because I really do think that the Saints will be led by their offense, not the defense. The defense most certainly has its share of issues, you know, in terms of the defensive line, three new starters on the defensive line with Cam. Then you're looking at the linebacker depth. If something happens to Pete Werner, God forbid, or even Demario Davis, what happens there? So the defense plus all the turnover with the defensive coaches that have come on defensive line coach, the secondary coach, new defensive coordinator. How do they fit into it? So we'll be looking at maybe perhaps a little learning curve for the Saints defense, not so much as Demario or Cam or Tyron Matthew or Lattimore, but the rest of them, everybody got to get on the same ship. So I think Atlanta is probably, I mean, excuse me, the the offense is probably going to be the thing that leads the Saints against uh, in terms of the units through the season. Everybody must improve, though. But 18th, what do you guys think about this? ranking about with that just want to touch on that once again let's move on to the next story here uh right here by uh the uh, saints wire shout out to the saints brother ross on the scoop who will be the next great saints edge rusher edge rusher not named cam jordan great question 
Aside from the franchise sack leader, only two Saints defenders have amassed 10 or more sacks in the season since 2011. The pillar of the Saints' success when it comes to getting to the quarterback has undeniably been 13th-year veteran Cam Jordan. Franchise sack leader, 115 and a half. Sacks has led New Orleans in the category in nine of the last 11 years. Only two players have either topped him in single rush season or even so much as double-digit sacks. Former Saints Ed Rutcher, Junior Gallette, and Trey Hendrickson. You know, in addition, 2013 is the only season in 04, since 04, in which two New Orleans Saints defenders pile up double-digit sacks in the same year, those being Jordan with 12 and a half and Junior Gallette had 12. It took nearly a decade, that's right, a decade for it to happen and has now been a decade since. So the Saints have been drafting guys at the position Marcus Davenport. They drafted Peyton Turner. They have exposed and thrown out depth uh, uh, the uh, picks at the, at the defensive end position. It just hadn't panned out. We even looked at undrafted guys and signed some veterans. It just didn't work out, you know? So what's the answer? Last time a Saints defender not named Cam Jordan finished the season with 10 or more quarterback takedowns was not terribly long ago. It was in 2020. Hendrickson had 13 and a half. So from 2014 to 2020, Jordan was all by his lonesome as the only player reaching double digits. Could 2023 finally bring a new name to the list? Let's see who uh, who he has. Is the prime candidate on the edge. The team's prime candidates for this milestone will be those who take the majority of their snaps at the defensive end position. Through defensive tackles can certainly get home. Sheldon Rankins had eight back in 2018. While the interior defenders should not you know, should not be ignored. The edge is where NFL pressure is most common. So defensive ends like Carl Granderson, Peyton Turner, and Isaiah Foskey will garner the most consideration. Is Foskey the key? Of them, Foskey presents the most intrigue as a rookie. No one knows who he is as an NFL player yet, as is the case for all rookies, but his collegiate production jumps off the page. As Notre Dame's career sack leader with 26 and a half, Foskey has the potential to continue his two-year streak of double-digit sacks as he enters the league. However, there have only been two non-first-round defensive players to reach 10 or more sacks their rookie seasons in the last 20 years. Chicago Bear defensive end Mark Anderson piled on 12 in his inaugural year in 06. And in 2019, Las Vegas Raiders pass rusher Max Crosby totaled in 10 in his first season. So the odds are long for Foskey to start. He will be in a heavy rotation of rushers his first season, even if Foskey is not the next player to hit that milestone. His future outlook is very promising. He may be the Saints defender to end up reaching it most often of the present group. Yeah, a lot of stuff could be said about Foskey. Athleticism, what he brings to the table. He chases people down, very intelligent. And like we talked about before, he's the most, he's the closest guy that I've seen personally from this past draft that mirrors or looks like Cam Jordan. So shout out to Dennis Allen and 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 uh, Dennis and uh and, and Mickey Loomis and also uh Jeff Ireland for president. But these guys for what they were allotted to do. They came in here and they found a guy that mirrors Cam and and they can put him there. And I don't, he'll be a part of it. I don't think he'll start right away, but you never know. We'll see. All right. So anyway, what's next? Will it be Peyton's place? So as we keep it going, the Saints will love for former first round pick 
uh, Turner to be the next double-digit sack guy on the team. They drafted him with a premium draft selection back in 21, and seeing the investment payoff would be massive for the Saints at its future at the position. Turner is a remarkably talented player with some impressive tools, but stand out in the field has been a challenge for him. He's has appeared in 13 of 34 possible regular season games. 13 of 34, fam. 13 of 34. Regular season games since 21, but when he has played, he's been disruptive and productive. He tallied two sacks against the Raiders in 2022, had an impressive game against Carolina as a rookie, and even blocked the field goal to seal the last season's opener against the Atlanta Falcons. So is it Peyton's place? Well, you know, if you look at it, you would think off the off the bat that the the first round draft pick, usually the guy that has the first round draft pick, he's coming into his third year. So at some point you will want to look at, you know, you, you want to look at him and say to yourself, Hey man, could this guy possibly be the answer to what's going on here? Could he be the guy? Well, he's a first rounder. So you would have to like, say, okay, if this is the first round. We've got to see if he justify, it justifies the first round. grade. Now, if he fails, he fails. Maybe he can, uh, fall to a situational pass rush grade. But yes, his durability is a major concern for the Saints heading this season. But staying available is what is what Turner will need to do first and foremost if he wants to turn the corner. The Saints have seen it before. Hendrickson took an, uh, you know until his fourth season. This is good good comparison. Before he finally turned the corner in New Orleans, he latched on to four and a half sacks in three years before exploding onto the scene with 13 and a half his contract year. If Turner were to have a similar trajectory, New Orleans would be in a great spot at the position. This is true. And there was the talk about uh, Trey Hendrickson because Trey Hendrickson was hurt every last one of those years, and then he turned it up on the fourth year. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the Saints opted to kind of just bank on Davenport as opposed to, you know, look at Trey Hendrickson. But Trey Hendrickson has played well with Cincinnati, man. So, you know, you know, hindsight is 2020, man. You know, I would love to have him back here, but it is what it is. I could girl Carl Granderson grind out 10 sacks. He had five and a half last year. The defender has shown the most promise in notching double digit sacks is Granderson coming into the league as an undrafted free agent. 
Uh, players can often be overlooked, but this is far from the case in New Orleans, which is its impressive track record in the UDFA player acquisitions. The former Wyoming Cowboy had three key elements going his way that could put him in position for 10 or more sacks as immediate as 2023, the first of which is often he's likely to be on the field. Granderson has begun uh, his, his has begun earning starts over former first rounder Davenport toward the end of last year. That shows the Saints believe in his talents. He earned those starts by showcasing not only his producing as a pass rusher, but as a run defender as well. He established himself as a three down end. That is a massive piece of the puzzle, maximizing snaps and therefore opportunity. Second, Granderson showed the pace at which he could play when he was earning all those starts at the end of the year. Over the final four games of the season, he totaled three sacks, averaging that per game production out of 17 puts him in a range of 12 and a half or 13. That means he would have some wiggle room for a late start or even a sackless couple of games. Finally, Granderson is in the contract year while planning NFL is about much more than money for players across the league. It sure doesn't, doesn't hurt. The former undrafted free agent would be in place to surpass the earnings of the few recent first round picks with a massive season in 23 to add to an impressive end to his previous campaign. So these are all of the lists of guys. Carl Granderson is there. And of course, right now you would say Carl Granderson is probably the best of the opposite ends, but he is an undrafted guy. So the Saints have three different guys here that you could talk about. All athletic guys, big, big ends, all of them six five, six six ish around there. And, and even in terms of undrafted first round, second round, and undrafted guys from different levels. But Carl Granderson with the years that he's been in the league is, is, is definitely uh, more seasoned than the rest of those guys, but we'll see what the Saints do going into the year. Can girl Carl Granderson be a guy the Saints can count on if Peyton Turner or Isaiah Foskey, I doubt Foskey, but he'll need some time to kind of grind out, but it, it are any one of these guys going to help cam this year? You know, yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move on to the next article right here. There's Saints and Chargers to hold joint practice in August. That's right. This is what we know now. We know that the two more teams will hold joint practices this summer. Multiple reports to Chargers head coach Brandon Staley confirmed in his Monday press conference that Los Angeles will have two joint practices with the Saints in August. The Chargers and the Saints will play in the second week of the preseason at SoFi Stadium with the two practices taking place the week before the game. The session should be a good opportunity for both franchises as New Orleans and L.A., have undergone some significant offensive changes this season. While the Saints have the same core of offensive staff, they signed Derek Carr to take over at the quarterback position. The Chargers have a new coordinator in Kellen Moore, who will try to unlock more consistency from a unit that has one of the league's most talented young QBs. That'll be an interesting preseason matchup between the two teams. So very interesting. More news. Saints shout out to the wire with this one. Saints Rams week 16 matchup on Thursday night football could get flexed. NFL's Thursday night flex schedule and approval means the Saints fans or family members will have to keep an eye on things for their game up against the Rams in week 16. Saints family members may want to keep a close eye on any travel they book for December at the spring league meeting in Minneapolis. The NFL has approval to move forward with a Thursday night flex schedule in the week 16 Saints versus Ram game in L.A will be one of those matchups that could be affected. Norris was one of several teams who opposed the flex scheduling as two teams abstained from voting and did not get the necessary amount of 24 votes to go forward. This time around, the league got the two votes it needed to pass the proposition. Coincidentally, the Saints got two 
Thursday night football games this year. Per the approval, this means the league could swap a Sunday game into Thursday slot. It would it would need a 20-day notice and affects all of the matchups from weeks 13 to 17. No club will be required by virtue of flex scheduling to switch from Sunday afternoon to Thursday night on more than one occasion or to play more than two games on Thursday night in any total or any season. So if you're planning to go to the Rams game, Saints and Rams game on the 21st, you're supposed to get a fairly advanced notice if the NFL plans to swap a more interesting game to that slot, which would move that matchup to December the 24th. That's not exactly ideal if you're planning to be home for Christmas. It also means New Orleans will lose a prime time game. We'll see how this goes. So, yeah, we're going to keep an eye out on that. Uh, for that matchup, that'll be interesting as we travel out to L.A. to take on the Rams. And anytime we go out there to kind of deal with the Rams and smash them down, it's always a positive in my book. Final story before we jet. NFL owners passed proposal to allow teams to have third QB active on game days without using roster spot. And I think this is a terrific idea uh, that they ultimately decided to do. NFL has moved to avoid another quarterback debacle like the one that plagued the Niners in last year's NFC Championship game. NFL owners approved a bylaw proposal on Monday at the Spring League meeting allowing clubs to dress a third QB without using an active roster spot on game days. NFL Network's insider Ian Rappaport and Tom Palacero reported per sources informed of the decision. The league cited on Monday, quote, integrity of the game, end quote, as the chief reason for the rule change integrity of the game. They said that for everything. The league previously had a third quarterback rule in effect from 91 to 2010 before doing away with the option. Now it's back. The emergency quarterback rule came to the forefront this offseason after the Niners already riddled with signal caller ear injuries saw per, uh, starter Brock Purdy injured his elbow on the first series of the title game against the Eagles. Backup Josh Johnson sustained a concussion in the, four, in the third quarter that forced Purdy to re-enter the contest, but the quarterback couldn't do more than toss two sharp passes. The quandary left the Niners' offense dead in the water. Eagles ran away with the conference title. With the clubs now allowed to dress in the emergency QB, the hope is viewers will avoid watching such a disaster again. And this is the full language of the supposed bylaw that one hour and 30 minutes prior to kickoff, each club is required to establish its active list for the game by notifying the referee of the players in its inactive list for that game. Each club also uh, designate one emergency third quarterback from its 53 player active inactive list, i.e. elevated players are not eligible for designation who will be eligible to be activated during the game if the club's first two quarterbacks on its game day active list are not able to participate in game due to injury or disqualification. And they're saying it was his activation cannot be a result of a head coach in-game decision to remove a player from the game due to performance or conduct. If either the injured quarterbacks is cleared by the medical staff to return to play, the emergency third, third quarterback must be removed from the game and it is not permitted to continue to play quarterback or any other position, but eligible to return to the game to play quarterback. If another emergency third quarterback situation arises, a club is not eligible to use these procedures. If it carries through quarterbacks on its game day active list. So if you carry two, not good for you, but three, I mean, you carry two, it could help you, but if you carry three, no, this is only for guys that don't, that only carry two. So I don't think that's a bad uh, rule to go through either after, you know, that situation occurred. So 
Anyway, let's uh, do a quick recap of the show we talked about. We covered some of the rankings dealing with the Saints early on, the 18th, uh, what was it, seven, seven, 18th ranking of the Saints situated at 18th. I think really, truly, and like we said, on paper right now, you can only use your imagination. You know, it, you know, I've been watching a lot of tape on Carr and a lot of the players that we have that we're bringing on. And I can only use my imagination to kind of fit those guys into the system uh, that we have. And what Derek Carr brings to the system, and I've said this before, his leadership and his real, real easy, makes it really, really easy getting the ball downfield. Great touch on the football, throws a real feathery, fluttery ball, feathery ball, uh, and drops it right over into the hands of the, the receiver. And he does it time at just, just just throws a pure the one of the most beautiful deep balls that you could possibly see. Just and it's no effort. It's like throwing a a, a ten yard pass or a fifteen yard pass. That's how he makes it look on tape. So we would love to see him in reintroducing explosive plays back to the Saints offense. We lacked that last year. And if this plays right, and if the Saints can in, you know really strike something here. If this plays right, this could really have a big effect on the Saints offense. They were talking about some of the yardage that he could pile up. He can go over 4,000 yards this year and 20, you know, north of 25 touchdowns if it all works out. You know, if it if he hits over 4,000, he can be he can be up near 30 touchdowns on the season uh, with the type of offense that he has. If he can stay healthy, the Saints can protect him and give him the running game, the defense. Uh, is stiff and you know, he, they really don't have to be a top 10 unit to do this, but if they are, it'd be more the merrier. But if we can just get fair play, solid play out the rest of the units and the offense, take, take it where we see they can take it with Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller, along with Elvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, healthy, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Foster Monroe, uh, Taysom Hill, uh, all these other fantastic players, James Washington was added to the mix, all of our undrafted guys. So if the Saints can hold on, man, and find some kind of way to make this work, could you understand the possibilities of what the Saints offense can look like? It can look a lot better than the 18th crap that uh, as a team that they're saying. And really, I really do deep down inside think that our adversaries, both Atlanta and the Carolina Falcons, I mean, Carolina Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, pardon me, uh, could really, uh, we could make, we could have a separation there because I do feel like both of these younger teams will have a bit of a learning curve to kind of figure out what they need to do here. They still got young signal callers at the position, the most important position. The big difference with the Saints is they have a 10 year veteran on top of the team that fits what they're doing in terms of getting the ball down the field. I don't think the NFC South is as wide open as we uh, think it is. But once again, a lot of people kind of compact their, their uh, uh, you know, kind of compact their, uh, you know, their optimism because of the head coach of the team. So we'll see if he can flip the switch here, you know, and simply see if his method works for what the Saints are trying to do. Is so he can get the offense churning on its own. And he operates the defense and keep an eye on his special teams. Maybe they can be something positive. Only time will tell, man. Right now it's all paper. And we still got a while before we get to where football matters. So anyway, with that, we'll recap it. Power rankings, we went over that. We also talked about 
uh, who will be the next great Saints edge rusher. Shout out to Ross with the great article right here. Uh, Saints Chargers holding joint practices in August before the preseason. We talked about the Saints and Rams week 16 matchup getting flexed. And of course, a great decision by the NFL owners uh, to have that third QB active on game day. That was a good call right there, to be honest with you. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Listen, thank all of you guys for joining me for this episode of the show. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button, share the sports coma on your social media feed. We up in this thing. Also feel free to you know uh, check out our sp- sponsors in the, in, in the description section below. Also check out the rest of our family of channels. Subscribe to each and every last one of them if you hadn't already done so and to keep up with the rest of the content. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all for chiming in. I'll be back on Tuesday for our Patreon family members. We'll you know, study some more film. We'll talk about some more st- Saints-related topics on our TSC Q&A live stream on Patreon. If you want to be a part of that, feel free to join our YouTube page or simply go to patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network. Much love to the fam, and I'm holler at y'all on the flip side. Peace and who that. And I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living, I'm a who that lose all winning, I'm a who that sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. Where we do that, 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 huh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that I'm a who that sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
thewhothatdaily.com. That's right, thewhothatdaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, thewhothatdaily.com is your site. Thewhothatdaily.com for the sport who that. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.